All right, so let's talk a little bit about the markets here. Welcome to Bull Bear Radio. Market pricing's nuts. Each week, we catch up with WBI's experts, Matt and Don Schreiber. Down 77%. You know what you need to recover from that? A miracle. WBI brings you wealth building market insights. Hi, I'm Matt Schreiber, and I've got a voice again this week. I'm not half a voice, Don Schreiber, like you said I was before this. You hurt my feelings, man. Sorry, Matt. I'm back. It's not quite, doesn't have quite the normal Um, resonance and uh, wonderful tones that uh, you usually have. Well, nor do do stocks. Most of them are still well off their 52-week highs, you know, so nobody's been talking about that, but we will... On Bill Bear Radio, episode Man, number sixty. I'm telling week. you what, we're going to be talking about fundamentals and the Fed, baby. Chairman Powell, he's stirring the pudding. Man, that pudding the tastes Fed puts, good, baby. Put Man, put put that pudding. Good. The market went from up to really up today, based on the him dishing out some more of that crack lace pudding, baby. Man, I'll tell you what, it's, I think it's dark chocolate with a little something extra. People are getting addicted to the Fed put put pudding. Yeah, something's in there. So anyway, market's running today, right? Now I want to say that before the the market was up today, this move was largely attributable, still attributable to. You know, Boeing coming out and Apple, you know, had kind of a mixed bag. I mean, their iPhone sales were down, but across all their other, uh, you know, wearables and other stuff, they they had good uh, earnings and revenue. You know, revenue was up across those other units pretty strong. So Apple's moved higher today, 6.59% through this, uh, you know, broadcast. And of the Dow's move today, it's 73 of the 428 points through the broadcast here, right? Which is a lot. Apple, 73 points. Apple. But Boeing is 163 points. The two stocks are half the move today. Man, that's a heavyweight move right there, 163 points. Cat is uh, 29 points, up 3.34%. Home Depot, up 2.37%. It is a 29, also a 29 spot move. And uh, Microsoft, right, which has been up all day, 3.11%, 22. So you take that top five, man, and, you know, that is uh, over two-thirds of the move right there, baby. Well, man, you can see that. If you looked at, uh, you know, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is up right at the moment uh, about 2%, and uh, the NASDAQ is up 2.35. A little bit broader S&P 500 index is up one5 and guess what? If you looked at something that wasn't so heavily cap-weighted to the few top stocks, like the New York Stock Exchange Index, it's a broader index, it's only up one. Right, right. So my numbers, by the way, up 1.74% on the Dow, 428-point move. Uh, S&P was at 166, 205. I mean, what I I uh, snapshotted here was at 238. We're now at 254. Powell's been speaking for, you know, about a half an hour now or so. Markets up, and, sun's and up, baby. And markets up, you know, as he continues He's to talk. He's stirring the pudding. He's stirring so, the puts. You know, what they basically said as a synopsis here is we, we're not going to do anything with rates. <laughs> that's that's leave, off the table for now. All data hold. dependent. Oh, yeah. 
right? And, and, Unlikely to move rates anytime soon. And he dished out some more really tasty pudding. Something that we were really looking for if we were going to get. We talked about this last yep, week. If we were going to get a leg up in the markets, we'd have to see a balance sheet Pause. policy statement. Right. That would indicate that they're going to take the interest rate pressure or the tightening pressure in the markets of balance sheet reduction out. They have not indicated that they're going to reduce the balance sheet runoff at the moment. But a couple of key statements. Number one, J.P. Morgan came out this morning before the Fed announced this uh, meeting and said, hey, you know, people really don't quite understand this balance sheet reduction program. We think that the Fed is going to opt for keeping a much larger balance sheet than what they than what people think, about three to three and a half trillion dollars. Right. The Fed has run off about five hundred billion, a half a trillion dollars so far in balance sheet reduction. And so this would indicate that there's only about another half a billion. I'm sorry, half a trillion that they're going to run off. And uh, then they're probably not going to continue that either. So that's a short term um, it's a boost a, a effect. And what the market is saying is, man, I love this pudding. We, I love it. I love the Fed it, policy statements. I love the chocolate. Let's get some more of that. He he was saying, you know, that the uh, you know economy was facing a number of cross currents. Didn't really state what those were from what the I saw, right? But really, cross, China cross, cross currents it, mean that the data outside the U.S. is cratering lower. Yep. And the data in the U.S. is, is a little, a is, little uh, isn't cratering yet, yep. but it is softening materially. Well, it's you, it in, in key areas. It's getting weaker and weaker. The only thing that really is super good, super strong is employment still. But employment is not that even slowed in January. Oh, that yeah, even yeah. slowed in January. We're getting slow down and slow down cycle everywhere. And by the way, you know, like education services and some of these other areas, healthcare, so on and so forth, were the big hirers in January. Financial services was like net, minuscule. Net, net down, baby. Nothing. Nothing, you right? Know, and, they're, see, and they're huge companies that could hire a ton of people, but they're not hiring anybody. Nah, we're going to see the uh, financial services industry continue to try to get earnings uh, growth by uh, reducing expenses. That's not good for employment in, in the financial services industry. And maybe not good for employment. Did you see that housing number this morning? I did not see the housing number, oh. but I did see the consumer confidence number. What was the housing number? Housing number down, man. Down cratering. Yeah, well, houses Cratering. are popping on the market like crazy, and I think that's because, you know, jobs aren't nearly as strong as the numbers uh, dictate. And I think those are some of the cross currents that uh, Fed Chairman Powell's talking about, both external influences and internal influences. It's not all good in the hood. And, and as and a result, the way, they said, you know, hey, we're going to be data dependent here, and we're gonna we're gonna chill out. And, and and believe me, we've talked about this. The Fed was making a policy statement. You know, they backed off that mistake. Mm -hmm. They have raised rates too far, too fast. The economy is slowing. Everything in the U.S. is slowing a bit because of this dual tightening program that they've had, both interest rate hikes and balance sheet runoff. And it is absolutely the right thing to do to pause here so they don't do any more well, they want critical to, damage. Right. Well, they want to have, uh, you know, uh, two things. One, they want to keep 
uh, inflation, you know, at the 2% level, still at the target. But the two main goals here are stable prices. Okay, keep the asset bubble intact. Got it. So don't want the market Check. going down. Check. They just did that. And full employment. If the Check. market's dropping like a rock, employment's going to get real soft real quick. And that's why the January number got soft. You went from uh, a revised number of 261,000 jobs on ADP to, what was it, 171,000 or something 100, this morning? 170,000. 170,000 this morning. So it wasn't the, the bigger number. They revised that down. But still, you're talking 100,000 less jobs in January when then, people are usually hiring. Well, December was supposed to be 317. Now it's 260. It got so, revised down. You know, that's yeah. almost 100,000 jobs. Yeah. So, um, you know... Uh, fundamentals are looking okay coming in here i mean you know uh forecasts were revised down we're getting numbers coming in the numbers coming in are kind of uh not disappointing to too too much across the board they're they're hey, kind of you know, on par they're on spot you, you know, know what we're getting, still having growth what we're getting now is a normal earning cycle last year was kind of abnormal work Everybody was printing huge numbers, 20% plus compounded mm -hmm. growth year over year. It was ridiculous, quarter after quarter after quarter. Now we're seeing there are some winners and there's some losers. Right, like AT&T is a loser today. Losers getting punished. If they, you know, AT&T matched earnings and came in low on the revenue number. If you come in low on the revenue, we've, we've said this over and over on the podcast. Future's not as bright. Yep. Revenue dictates next this this quarter's revenue dictates next quarter's earnings. So we're going to see, you know, things get a little softer, a little bit weaker. And companies that are guiding lower are getting, you know, taken out to the woodshed. Yeah. Where, hey, where's that, uh, you know, the wood uh, chipper? Yeah. Where's that uh, chainsaw? Chainsaw done. Yeah, man. That's oh, good. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So uh, expectations were adjusted a little lower. Stock prices, as a result, forecasts went lower. Expectations were adjusted lower. Stock prices went a lot lower in Q4. Apple is a prime example of this. And I have hey, man, a few imagine. more, right? Let me run a couple numbers past you. Okay. The PE is 13.4. Right? And you and I were talking about this last night on Apple. Last trailing 12 months, down 1.15%. More interestingly, though, the 52-week high is $233 a share and change. Uh, the low is 142, so it's off its low, right? But it's still 30% below its peak. This thing's and it's it's got a PE multiple that's below market average. It's priced like this company isn't doing anything for you, <laughs> dude. Making is, no money. This is this is at the moment because of where the price is. This is a tremendous value stock. It's a tremendous value stock that grew revenue by fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. Nobody cared. You know, nobody cared because you know they might not sell. As it's many up. IPhones. It's up pretty big today. But yeah, the iPhones hey, were the big thing. It recovered. Meanwhile, because the it wearables was, were up huge. And so remember a year ago too, everybody said that the the iPad and the watch are like forget about it. Man. They cannibalized their thing. Nobody wants the watch. The iPads are bogus. You they know had a, they had another they got competition. They had another fifty percent growth rate in services, and man, that number keeps getting bigger and bigger. And fifty percent growth on the big number is a big deal. Yeah, and apparently they're going to be entering the healthcare space. Yes. Whoa. Apple's kind of like Amazon. I think Apple's going to end up everywhere you go. 
Right. They and, already do. You know, and I, and I think that the company is tremendous. The family just got Get me an grip. Apple Watch for Christmas. The thing is, actually, I've been resisting for years. I love Apple products, right? But the thing is, that I've had Garmin watches. I've had Apple Watches. This thing, in terms of going out for a run, you don't have to wait for satellites to reposition, you know, and circle, you know, circle uh, Uranus or whatever, you know, and then Your finally, what? <laughs> finally you get like uh, the things ready for a run like 20 minutes later. Right. <laughs> Matt, this is a, this is a PG uh, show. OK, I don't know where you just went, but <laughs> apparently you dove in the dumpster. OK, so oh my let's, goodness let's, gracious. let's keep it PG, man. You just went like triple x dude. so let's talk about apple for another second and uh, not talk about body parts or anything else um apple's got 280 billion dollars of cash and that doesn't matter and like that's not in the price anywhere it's like that that cash doesn't matter they have the largest cash hoard i mean more than most countries in the, in the world and it like doesn't matter this company is selling at a 13 multiple Right. And the cash on the balance sheets worth more than that. And the cash on the balance sheets worth more than most companies worth, worth over 25 percent of its market cap. It's like a third. So check this out. This was the company's running today. I'm going long. Right. Boeing has a two hundred and twenty billion dollar market cap. Say what? Boeing two hundred twenty billion dollar market cap. And Apple's got more cash on the balance sheet than Boeing's worth. People wake up. Holy cow. Okay, so another one for you. Dude, Tyson Foods, right? Company we picked up recently. People got to eat. You want some chicken? P.E. of 10.1. Dude, this is price like we're we're going into, we're already in a recession. Nobody eats chicken anymore. Nobody eats anymore. It's the same thing with General Mills, too, and a few of these other, like, consumer staples right they're in consumer staples general mills is like price like it's going out of business dude in this kind of marketplace where you know the market fundamentals are in question this is a stock pickers marketplace and if you have a value bias you can pick up stocks that are mispriced that don't make sense look at apple's move today it's up you know eight nine ten percent and the reason why it is is because People mispriced it. They kept selling it down, down, down. Like all of a sudden, it wasn't going to exist anymore. I mean, come on. Yeah. So you know, let me let me look at Tyson. A lot a of stocks here, right? like that, man. Tyson Foods, right? Paying a two point four one percent dividend yield. It's above average on the dividend yield. It's a it's a smaller company. Twenty two billion dollar market cap. It's uh you know fifty two week highs. Uh, what is this? Its high was eighty three bucks a share. It's currently trading at sixty two. I mean, wow! You know, there, there's a lot of room to the upside based on the last two highs here, and uh, it, it, it's insane. You know, exciting news out of Ford, by the way. Right? They a couple months back, the the stock got eviscerated. It's been on a downward march from a price perspective all year last year because they eliminated most of the sedan offering. They just announced today, right, that they are adding uh, another overtime shift for Ford Ranger production, man. The thing's paying almost a 7% dividend yield, and it's priced like uh, it's got a P of 
6.93. It's getting a little love today. It's up almost a percent. It, go for it. Go. We're not trying to wrap these things, but all I'm trying to do is like, I looked at a couple stocks and the PEs are just ridiculously downtrodden. Mm-hmm. This thing's priced like, uh, uh, it's just it's shocking, right? Yeah. Well, you know, when we look at our, uh, you know, some of it like, and look, consumer board confidence came in like consumer confidence number 135 down to 120. Whoa. It's at 120. Was it 135? That's a big decrease in consumer confidence, man. Yeah, man. Whoa. Holy moly. Uh, but hey, Ford sold uh, 1,200 of these Ford Rangers in uh, the first month of sales. Mm-hmm. Just hit the market, man. This is pretty good stuff. So hey, we're going to be right back. Have you checked out our video library? Visit vimeo.com slash WBI investments to watch our full video suite. And we're back. So, hey, as always, keep checking us out. Uh, lots of people uh, coming on over to Twitter checking me out. So if uh, that's any of you out there, thanks for following. Uh, appreciate it. We'll try and keep putting out thoughts, you know, regarding markets and the economy on there constantly. WBI CEOs Don Schreiber Jr. Checked out the company, WBIinvestments.com. And, uh, you know, check any of us out on LinkedIn. Anyway, so. Uh, look, if you're, if you're looking for, uh, high yielding dividend paying stocks, I'm going to do a little commercial here. Right. And, and this goes along the line of what we were just, just saying. So don't, by the way, it's not going to be a long commercial. Don't go anywhere. Might be beneficial to you anyway. So, um, WBIY, WBI power factor, high dividend ETF. Price to perspective earnings, according to Morningstar, right? Right off the year as of 128, which is a forward P. 8.8. 8? Eight? Yeah. 8. Whoa. We're getting like the stuff That's that really is really cheap. Cheap, cheap, you cheap. Know? Obviously have to state the 30-day SEC yield. Um, that could go higher or lower. But Morningstar is saying the underlying holdings is a, a shade over 6. So you've got a, a price to perspective earnings as, as Morningstar is calculating of it at, at 8. Uh, great uh, price to cash flow on earnings. Price to sales. These aren't the numbers that we normally use underlying in the process, but you know, good numbers nonetheless. Now, it's not a utility fund. There's only two percent in utilities, according to Morningstar, as of 128. So we're not getting the yield from utilities, people, which everybody thinks classically, right? So we're getting this from. We've got about 27.95 percent of the fund in consumer cyclicals, so consumer discretionary, 18.78. In financials. Uh, hey, I like that now. The next waiting, consumer services. So a lot of technology companies, some co- old telecom too, 11.41%. And technology, 10.8%. Whoa. Consumer defensive staples, 1394 So I didn't say anything about REITs or utilities in here, where or energy is 1.81%. So this ain't an, an energy REIT utility fund, people. No, this is dividend-paying <laughs> stocks. You know, I asked I asked Matt um, uh, to look up what the PE ratio is because, and then I got on my soapbox. Sorry, at, people. Yeah, as as co-portfolio manager, uh, you know, I take a look at this stuff every day, and I am shocked at how low the PE, the average PE, is of the ETF based on its holdings. I mean, we are finding unbelievable value, and uh, I think it's going to be a really good time this year to be a value. Uh, manager it hasn't been 
fun to be a value manager over the last few years is growth and momentum stocks that aren't, uh, you know, dividend payers have ruled the roost. But, you know, I think that comes back. You know, every dog has its day, and I think we're going to howl for a while. So, Don, speaking of returns, you got the the Fed, right, uh, you know, dishing out the tasty pudding. I like it. Right? I like it. I'm 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 going to eat another bowl of pudding. We got more earnings coming out, right? Yep. Tomorrow's a big day on Thursday with earnings coming out. Friday's got some more companies finishing out the week. Obviously, next week, uh, you know, the rest of the companies will bring it home. You think we have some disappointments? Do you think the disappointments might be received okay with the the Powell pudding being dished out? Sir, sure. sure the, Do you think we're going higher here? Or do you think we're going lower? That's so, a big question. So I think that unless we get, um, you know, the last next uh, couple of days of this week are really big, big uh, volume of earning announcements and major companies. And so far, it's been pretty good. You know, I mean, earnings are not as good as expected. We're probably about two percent below the growth rate that was expected at the beginning of this uh, month. But, you know, I think that the earnings are really looking pretty strong. I had imagined because I know that, uh, you know, GDP is slowing, that revenue for a lot of companies is challenging. The environment's getting a little bit tougher that, you know, earnings would be softer. And, um, you know, we're seeing some guidance problems. And, you know, you saw that with FedEx last week. You know, some of the bellwethers are having a little trouble. So, you know, FedEx is one of those companies that is a pretty good indicator of uh, growth trends. So I, I do think that we're getting softer. I think that this earnings uh, season so far has been better than I had expected. And I would expect the rest of this week and next week, you know, which essentially includes, you know, the vast majority of uh, er big earnings announcement uh, is, is going to look pretty good. And I think the market goes higher. I think yeah. that, you know, the, the Fed put here is good news. I think the thing that could take it down at the end of the week, you know, is some disappointment on trade. You know, if the trade talks fall apart and people walk away from the table, we're going to get, um, you know, the, the Fed uh, uh, put, if you will, uh, will be countermanded by uh, trade uh, talk negativity. If we do get anything that comes out of trade that is somewhat positive, and the markets uh, are, are positioned, I think, to move higher. We get a positive announcement out of trade. Oh, man, Katie, bar the door. This this market's going to melt up. Yeah, so you mentioned a company like FedEx. If uh, trade issues uh, resolve themselves, um, FedEx has got a PE of 10.46, man. Uh, it's 52-week high was 265. We're sitting at 177 at the moment. We're up off the low, but wow. Yeah, it's a big decline. It's it's a it's thirty two percent down over the last year. Not even from the high, just the one year rolling through today. I mean, this thing could go up a lot if we have a resolution of some of these. Uh, what does uh, Powell call them? Cross currents. <laughs> so I think the cross currents are, uh, you know, kind of like it's cross currents. Yeah, it's kind of like the Molokai Express. If you're if you're swimming off. Uh, uh, the island of Hawaii, you know, one of the Hawaiian Oahu. islands, yeah. Oahu, you don't want to get caught in the Molokai Express because you'll never be in, seen again. <laughs> you end up in Molokai. <laughs> yeah. So is that like the Fed pudding here So for I the think next the Fed, uh, couple of months? I, I think the Fed pudding is the reason why the Fed has strengthened the language that supports the market is because the cross currents they're talking about are a little bit like that Molokai Express. Things could get gnarly quick, and we have to see what that data looks like. Uh, I don't think FedEx uh, climbs out of their hole 
unless we get a growth trend improvement, you know, in terms of GDP around the world, I do not see that. I Man, the numbers out of Europe and Asia, China specifically, are just falling apart. Yes. And you can see that. You sent me a story this morning, and this is kind of where we'll leave it off. But, uh, you know, Chinese, the, the Chinese government has urged folks... Chinese folks, the government itself, and 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 private entities to sell Chinese real estate in the United States. Chinese-owned real estate. Yep, to to help bolster uh, the uh, the economy back. Yeah, home. you know they they there's a lot there's a lot of uh, you know government uh, supported investment. So could that uh, could and, that help uh, assuage some of your concerns about global growth? If they hunker down a little bit. They're trying to bring some cash back so that they can continue to support their economy. The scary part of that is, is you can imagine selling real estate right now. Um, you're going to sell at lower prices than you probably bought it at. Mm -hmm. And so they must really have the potential for quite a cash crunch to be encouraging people to do that. That doesn't make me feel better. Okay. Well, we were ending on a high note here. You like the Fed pudding right now. I Short do. term, you think the market's going higher. You asked me a question, man. Hey. I don't want to. I don't want to mislead folks. So this is Bull Bear Radio. Yep, we're saying the Fed pudding is tasting pretty good. You bet. Markets are going to go higher. Well, a lot of PEs are really low, so we've got some good room to the upside. Is value buyers opportunity? Fundamentals matter at the stock, moment. So stock buyer opportunity. You bet. So stock picking environment. All right. So that's what we got this week. Bull Bear Radio. See you for number sixty one next week. This is Bull Bear Radio, where each week you can count on our real market news and advice. Catch all of our podcast episodes at wbiinvestments.com. Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views presented are those of the podcast participants and should not be construed as investment advice. Podcast participants or clients of WBI may own stocks discussed in this recording. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. This is not an offer to buy or sell any security. No security or strategy, including those referred to directly or indirectly, is suitable for all accounts or profitable all of the time, and there is always the possibility of loss. You should not assume that any discussion or information provided here serves as a substitute for personalized investment advice from WBI or any other investment professional. If you have questions regarding the applicability of specific issues discussed to your individual situation, please consult with WBI or your chosen professional advisor. This information is compiled from sources believed to be reliable. Accuracy cannot be guaranteed. WBI's advisory operations, services, and fees are in the form ADV available upon request. You are not permitted to publish, transmit, or otherwise reproduce this information in whole or in part in any format to any third party without the express written consent of WBI Investments, Inc. Past performance does not guarantee future results. WBIY's investment objective seeks to provide investment results that correspond to the price and yield before fees and expenses of the Selective Power Factor High Dividend Index. An investment in the fund is subject to investment risk, including the possible loss of principal amount invested. High-yielding stocks involve risks. These companies can be paying out more than they can support and may reduce their dividends or stop paying dividends at any time, which could have a material adverse effect on the stock price of these companies and the fund's performance. Investors should consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses carefully before investing. For prospectus and summary prospectus, visit WBIShares.com or call 1-800-772-5810. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Foresight Fund Services, Distributor. You are not permitted to publish, transmit, or otherwise reproduce this information in whole or in part in any format to any third party without the express written consent of WBI Investments, Inc.
As of December 31st, 2018, WBIY 30-day SEC yield was 5.35% subsidized and 5.37% unsubsidized. As of December 31st, 2018, WBIY one-year returns negative 11.33% NAV and negative 12.03% market price. As of December 31st, 2018, WBIY since inception returns negative 0.10% NAV and 0.33% market price. WBIY's expense ratio is 0.70% net and 0.85% gross. As of January 31st, 2019, the value of cash and cash equivalents held by Apple Inc. totaled $245 billion.